Monica and I'm Paula. Welcome to Entre Dos, a podcast about raising bilingual children. Hello, everyone. We hope you're all adjusting to the back to school routine. Um, we definitely welcome the structure, right? Yes, I feel like I'm just getting back into my own routine and school started three weeks ago. <laughs> yes, it, it was definitely hard to keep up with podcasting while our kids were sort of bouncing around the summer time. But we're back on track. Yes, yes, we are. And we have some fun episodes planned for you um, this fall. So we hope you tune in. Yes. And joining us today is Catalina Burton. Uh, she's the author of the blog Racing Bilingual Children, where she chronicles her experiences raising bilingual kids and homeschooling her four-year-old daughter. Yes, and we wanted to talk to Catalina because we were curious to know how someone starts off building a bilingual homeschooling curriculum, and she actually has a pretty interesting story, which you'll hear. Catalina is from Santiago, Chile, but she lives in San Antonio, Texas with her husband, William, her four-year-old daughter, Mia Leticia, and her one-year-old son, Liam. My husband is from Washington, D.C., and he actually, well, we are LDS, so he actually served a mission in Spain for two years. And so we met in Washington, D.C. when I, thought I was doing my international program there. And we dated for a few months, and our first day was actually completely in Spanish. So since then, we just spoke Spanish all the time. And then, and then we got married, and we decide that our first language will be always in Spanish. We just feel like, and also we always say that if we have children, we will raise them bilingual. When Catalina and her family moved from New York to Texas, she started looking for a preschool for Mia. She was three at that time. Uh, and it made me so sad that she was too young to start preschool. But too, at the same time, she was just too ready to start preschool. So uh, I was talking to William and I said, what shall we do? And then from nowhere, my, my mind came homeschooling. And well, one of the first reasons was because my husband, cousin, she homeschooled six children. And I saw they were the coolest kids in the world. But uh, for me, it was like, how... How will I be possibly homeschool my children? I'm not even from America. Like, what can I teach them? And then, like, just talking to her, to my cousin, to my husband's cousin, and then talking to different people around my area that homeschool. And I say, how do you do it? What curriculum do you follow? Do you think I can actually do it? And say, of course you can. Actually, your children will be so grateful because you had two languages. And I say, you know what? What? <laughs> actually, that is a great idea because I saw I can just homeschool in English. But then I say, if I do the Spanish as well, it will be even better. So that's how we started like with the whole homeschooling view. 
and then uh well and then i was also worried because as i say before we are a military family and i was worried like it's just already hard for this military kid moving around so much like leaving family behind friends house and everything so i said you know what i'm not going to worry about school we're going to homeschool we're going to do two languages and we're going to spend as much as we can as a family. Catalina walked us through what a typical homeschool day looks like in her home. Preschool, even though we have a routine every single day, it was easy. I, I tried to follow a lot like Montessori um, kind of thing, but not all the time. We also follow the good and the beautiful, which is a beautiful curriculum for children which focus in, in God, focus about good manners and God creation, which I saw it was so sweet. And it's kind of like a Christian curriculum. So I, I just love it. So we started doing that. And the day start. so we get up in the morning. We usually go in, to the gym in the morning with my children. Um, so I work out. They stick kind of like a little daycare, the YMCA. And then I pick them up. We come home. The little one usually takes a nap. And I was using those two hours to homeschool Mia. And we we would read. And well, when we first started, we were doing just like the ABCs, the number, pretty easy. But then when I saw that she was ready to do more, I incorporated Spanish and English at the same time. So we were doing the A's. And ah, <laughs> so we were doing the two languages at the same time. And it was not hard for me to, to kind of like make a difference between those two languages because she, I don't know, since she was like two and a half, she knew who to speak Spanish and who to speak English and the different of the sounds. When we spoke to Catalina in the spring, she was starting to prepare for kindergarten with Mia. Uh, kindergarten will be naturally homeschool routine even though she knows that she has a school every day. And she calls her school, Escuelita. Mami, are we going to do Escuelita today? And I say, oh, of course. So and then when Daddy comes home, Daddy asks me, how is Escuelita today? And she will tell everything, what happened. And a lot of people, it's funny because we also go to the museum a lot, and we do some fun games at the museum for her to find, like, I don't know, like the hunting um, uh, games and <laughs> a lot of people ask Mia, so are you going to school? Because she's also very tall. She said, no, I homeschool. Oh, wow. <laughs> like for some people is, and they, it, it is amazing because they say, oh, so you're smart. And it's like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think people have different view about homeschoolers. Some people, they think homeschoolers are weird. And some people think that homeschoolers are pretty amazing. Like, I was one of those people that think I saw homeschooling was the coolest kid in the world. Because just the way they learn, it's a, it's a different kind of kind of scene because they had different opportunities. For me. Even though when you go to public school, it's the same thing. But for homeschoolers, you can actually are free to do different things and to go and do as many field trips as you want. Despite the freedom that homeschooling affords families, there are some drawbacks. 
But I also seen I well I see pros and cons, but I see more pros. Like uh homeschooling is not every day like pretty. Some days are harder than others. But at the end of the day, even though if I have a hard day, I feel like a happy mom. I feel like I'm doing something that I really wanted to do for my kid. Even though I I I don't think if you don't home school you are doing a, a bad job. Of course not. It's just everyone is different. Like if that's like what my husband cousin told me. Homeschooling is not for everyone. Homeschooling is a hard work and it's busy. It's gonna keep you busy. And I and I see this because you are every day preparing something for your kid. You don't want them to do just a workbook all day. No. Like with Mia, we try to do as many different little activities, but we focus a lot on reading because we love to read. We just, in our house, we love to read. I was just getting ready, excuse me, our library. <laughs> so our playroom will be a library room. And but it's something that you get to know your children and you get to see what they actually like and how they learn the best. And I think that's when homeschooling becomes easier for you because you know how to teach your children. As Catalina prepared for kindergarten, she tried several resources such as Teachers Pay Teachers and Spanish language publisher Santillana USA, but she didn't really feel that they were right for what she needed. So I was just struggling. So what I did was I called to um, to Chile, to the Department of Education of Chile. And I spoke to them and <laughs> I explained them my situation. And I told them, you know what? We had that citizenship for my kid and I. And I really would love your help. Like, and so I was able to talk to a teacher there. And he said, he was so kind to me. He said, you know what? I will be, I will do my best to help you out. And then he sent me different emails and he sent me all the curriculum from Chile from first grade to high school. And they also used Santillana. And I was like, I was just being so, so grateful because it's just so hard to find this kind of material here. And so my children, actually, they will be learning what they learn in Chile and they will be learning what they learned here in America. So I feel like they're actually going to be learning uh, their part of being Chilenos, which is great. <laughs> because I, next year we are planning to go to Chile and Mia will be able to see, okay, you know what? I'm from Santiago, mommy lives here, and this is what they eat, and this is what they do, that's the dance. That is kind of like um, the slang, like everything from Chile, not just the reading and the writing or but they will be able to learn more than that they will be able to learn their culture people often think that homeschool children don't get to socialize a lot but catalina soon discovered that was not the case now we know what you're thinking how does this happen without a school community well there are challenges so being consistent and resolute definitely helps I used to sing the same thing. And when I was with, <laughs> yeah, because, okay, so when I met my husband, he, he was telling me about his family 
And then he told me about this Casa and their home school. And when I met her children, I was like, my goodness, they are like, they speak so well. They, like for me, they were the coolest kid. And then I, I still was thinking, but maybe it's so awkward for them to be a homo day. But it's not that because they are not homo day. Big, like we do co-op. You get to go and do like uh, co-op with different kids from different ages. So this children, Mia, she's sometimes mixing <laughs> and doing conversation with a six or seven years old or maybe with a three years old or with a two years old. So it's kind of like, Oh, when we go to the museum, she get to talk to people older than her. And so it's not like socialization is a silly thing to think because these people, they go out, they, they do so many field trips. So they get to see the world in a different way. At one point, Catalina did wonder if her decision to homeschool was right. After all, no one is immune to the most common parent epidemic, guilt. I was feeling guilty when I started saying, am I doing this right? And then she said, if you just worry about socialization, send your kid to public school and she will be feeling to the next, to the central, I mean, child every single day. Is that socialization for her? <laughs> like she would be talking to the same child next to her every single day. And she gets to see the same people every day. But as a homeschooler, actually, you get to do a lot of things. Like, and when I started actually homeschooling, I saw that. Like, uh, and I was able to see that she was right. Because I was taking Mia to different places where she get to talk to people. When she get to see different things. We asked Catalina if she has found opportunities to spend time with other bilingual homeschoolers. So far here, I haven't found any bilingual homeschooling. And a lot of people, no, we have a big community on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> but um, no, you know what? I haven't. But in San Antonio, we have been really lucky because everywhere we go to the grocery store, to the, we, we went to get some flour to do gardening. And a jardinero, he was just so sweet to Mia. And he was from Mexico. And he was talking to Mia like for 15 minutes in Spanish. And she was able to talk to him like so clearly. So I'm not worried about that because we also focus so much on speaking Spanish at home, even though she's completely bilingual. We usually go to the YM Free community where they do a lot of nature, and that's what we do with them. But um, for the forest school, there's one day that they meet and they do all the nature in Spanish. And I thought that was fun. They get to talk about different kind of tree and the name of the tree in Spanish, and they sing song in Spanish. And it is fun. It is fun. And so I think there are a lot of resources. We just had to be, I always say, sometimes we are just lazy. <laughs> and just, we had to, we just had to look for them. We just had to, like before I started homeschooling, I never saw I will be doing on my computer doing so much research about teaching my children in Spanish or, or kind of resources could I find to just make homeschooling better. Catalina shared with us some advice for parents interested in bilingual homeschooling. The first thing I would say is, do you have time to do it? Because 
Homeschooling is a lot of work, but if you are interested on it, pray about it. If you feel good, go for it. And after that, give it a shot for a year. And after a year, you might be scared because you're going to love it so much and you just will keep going. But um, for homeschooling, for bilingual homeschooling, I would say just the first thing before even homeschooling. I don't know. I always say I just love Spanish so much. I grew up in Chile and I love my country and I love everything about it. And I always wanted to teach that to my children. And if you are ready to teach to your children the background about Colombia or Puerto Rico or Mexico, like beautiful countries to your children, so then give it a chat and start talking to them. Don't stop. Because a lot of people say, you know what, but I speak to them, but they, they will answer to me in English. So that is the moment when you come and say, you know what, Mia? I'm sorry, baby, but we only speak Spanish at home. And if you want to speak English, that's okay. But when mommy is talking to you in Spanish or daddy is talking to you in Spanish, you will answer to one in Spanish. And sometimes we don't have to be afraid to tell them to our kid because we are totally giving them a gift, a free gift. That someday, so many of these people that come to me when I was in Utah and they went to different mission and they come to me and talk in, in, in Spanish and I say, you know what, I was from Mexico, my mom was from Mexico, but I never learned their language and I wish she taught me. To help grow Mia's vocabulary, Catalina uses activities like words of the day. Every single day, we learn a new word. Like Mia always asks me, Mommy, what are the two words of the day? And we try to find a word that like we haven't learned before. Like today we learned, uh, what was the word? Uh, pacificador. And it was a hard one because it's long. And then she remembered and she started telling me what pacificador means. And in English, that's kind of like the person that kind of like won the peace between two people or more. And so she's trying she start explaining to me the words. So we try to do between one to two words, but words that we actually don't use every day in our vocabulary. So something that she can grow her vocabulary every day in Spanish. And even though my husband read to her in English so much and but also he speaks Spanish at home, but he will read English to her and I read English to her as well. So that's why I get to get better too in English. But he teach me uh, the new words. Reading and singing are also an important part of the curriculum. When you love a book, it doesn't matter if in English or in Spanish, they will remember the book. And they will remember the book and they will remember the songs too. So you just have to give up the opportunities. Uh, that's what I try to do every day. I see these little people like esponjas. They absorb every single thing. It's just the way you teach them is how they will learn it. Even if she weren't homeschooling, Catalina told us she would have found ways to give Mia some sort of Spanish instruction at home. But by homeschooling, she's able to teach her kids about both languages and cultures her way. 
I want them to actually be able to to more to know more, not just to talk, to be able to know every single thing that means being a bilingual person. Because that's how I also feel. When I came to America, I didn't know any English. I saw I knew something, but I was doing sign language with everyone <laughs> because it was just so hard. Everyone was talking to me so fast. So, uh, and then I knew how hard it was and I know how hard to learn a different language when you are not native in that language. And so I don't want to take that opportunity from my, from my children. I want to be able to teach them and that someday they will go to Chile and they will feel confident talking to anyone or they will feel confident talking about Valparaíso or from Arica or a different region from Chile and actually know what people eat that or what kind of dance they do there. Like today, Mia was dancing to me. We also listen a lot to Jose Luis Orozco and Pandora. And Jose Luis Orozco is like different kind of Latin music for children. And it's so sweet because they have like some songs that actually I grew up with those songs. And we sit them together and then she say, mommy, this is how people dance in Chile. <laughs> so it's kind of, it is so fun. It is so fun to be able to teach those things to, to them. It's so much more than the language. That's how I see bilingual kids. It's is more, 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 more than just a language. Thank you, Catalina, for joining us to talk about your bilingual homeschooling experience. You can learn more about Catalina's family and the homeschooling resources she uses at RaisingBilingualChildren.org. And if you want a little bit more inspiration, visit her Instagram at RaisingBilingualChildren. Her account is beautiful. It is. And we want to know if you have ever considered homeschooling. So join the discussion in our Facebook community or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Entre Dos Podcast. Also find us at EntreDosPodcast.com or on our network at AllPointsWest.net. Until next week, nos vemos. Hasta luego.